Hi, I'm Lawrence Diamond. And I'm Bob Matthews. And this is The Process of Production. Uh, mate, how's your week been? Very good, thank you. I had a great session with um, Ruby Duff, who's an artist I work with loads. Lovely, and, yeah. Uh, we brought in uh, her friend Melka, who's a great musician, and he can play saxophone and mandolin. <gasps> nice. And it was nice to get all these textures on Ruby's music, if, if anyone's listened to it. It's kind of very esoteric and these sort of slightly out there instrumental textures are really, uh, really nice to add to her music. And it, it was fun to get to get in there with a real musician. I know that a lot of the work you do with Ruby and, and some of the artists I've worked with you, um, it's a lot of soft synths or it's in the box or if it is guitars or bass, it's often electric bass and guitars. Yeah. When you're kind of confronted with a multi-instrumentalist like that, do you just kind of throw a few mics up and see what works? It's like, it's not something that's kind of set up and ready to go in the average home studio environment, yeah. is it? Yeah, not really. I, I tend to just stick a mic in, in front of them and, and hope it hope it works if if it's a kind of a particularly strange instrument or like i've not had much experience recording woodwinds i I do a quick a quick like google like where's the best mic placement or what are some ideas for mic placements for this but it's it tends to be pretty obvious um what you what you need to do and um you know when you're not going for like uh, a full, a fully acoustic recording. There's sure. a lot of uh, there's a lot of leeway in in the kind of production and mix stage to kind of use the signal creatively and use your weaknesses as strengths. Maybe if it hasn't been recorded with the most clarity, you can sure. still uh, yeah. Get, you're not get, yeah. you're not creating like a, a recording for Radio Four where it's just four clarinets and it's got to yeah. just be like yeah, mush that in with the drums a bit, nice bit of a reverb and yeah, uh, and you're yeah. good to go. Exactly. Yeah, I am uh, sort of talking about orchestration and, and live recordings. Um, an artist we've talked about before on this podcast, mm. Celine Cairo, who we worked uh, worked with, and we talked to Tim Bran about. She just did a concert in Amsterdam in a church with a full uh, string quartet, um, full arrangements of the album. And I just watched the live stream. We'll put it on our Instagram. It's amazing. And oh yeah, nice. It was really nice, kind of sitting inside on this cold, wintry day and 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 watching a full on concert. Um, I haven't been to many gigs since since lockdown lifted, mm. um, and it was I really enjoyed watching that and listening and that it, it sort of was that radio for like full like nice. the drums were all isolated the bass player and the drummers were were behind a screen and mm. and it just sounded so so good and and Celine's voice is fabulous so do you think with regards to like watching gigs from home do you think that's going to be something that continues because i it was a bit of a bugbear for me like before pre-pandemic like music on television especially was rarely sounded that great i don't i've never loved it and maybe now the part but like the moment in life i'm at where it's harder for me to go to gigs two or three times a week i am going to enjoy it but yeah yeah, i've always seen gigs as like a participatory experience Mm, the only thing i'd say is it it seems great that loads of people do really enjoy it and that's really positive because it means live music becomes more of people's life um particularly for those who maybe can't get to venues or live in places where bands don't tour all the time yeah um and also it's great for the bands because like touring is so expensive and trying to make Mm. a living from being on the road so um 
Yeah, it's it. You know, sometimes when you're not into something, but you're also just like, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, like as the technology and techniques improve, it can feel more like a gig in your living room. Yeah, that that was the thing. I always felt like you never really got the like the energy, mm. and you can never recreate this. But like that that feeling of being in the room with the musicians, with the air moving. I know I shouldn't say this on a on a music production podcast, but I have tried to maintain this thing where I just check out of like that side of my brain like mm. when i go to the gig i'm not going i can't hear the kick drum i try yeah, and just yeah. get deep into it and like obviously if the sound's a nightmare it's a nightmare but like yeah i think that's a good move check yeah. it at the door and just mm. be a fan again and yeah. and there's nothing worse than walking home with like your muse and mates and they're like pretty punchy eq on the kick tonight and you're like yeah. really no i just yeah. love the bit where everyone went mental when the singer did x y and z or the guitar yeah. you know yeah so exactly. um good good attitude yeah um little bit of a different episode this week mm. a, a little bit of a mini pod a little bit of a almost yeah. christmas special in mid-november as one yeah. must do these days yeah <laughs> <laughs> um we were discussing some guests that we're lining up for a coming episodes and bob was just like you know this episode is going to come out as close to Black Friday as anything we do. Mm. Um, and if Black Friday, some of you who maybe don't work in the industry day to day are thinking, why am I going to buy a John Lewis blend? Like, why am I off to buy a Nutribullet and listening to yeah. process of production? But um, all the equipment and all the gear that you use to make music, um, like everything within this capitalist world, has a Black Friday. And, and for music producers, it's, it's one of the days you circle in the calendar, right? Yeah, it's it's gotten really, really big in the last sort of five years or so, um, mainly for software, and that's that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on today because because with software, you, kind of the the discounts you can get are pretty limitless. Insane. Because, yeah, so um, it's it's a really good time of year to think about upgrading your your plugin folder if you feel the need to. And um, yeah, just to dive in here, because I, you know, I know some, I feel like a lot of our listeners are music professionals or like mm. enthusiastic amateurs or semi-pros, but I know a lot of you are just kind of into how music is made. Yeah. And we say plug-in like, oh, plug-in, yeah, oh, yeah, plug-in. Yeah, yeah. But um, as a guy who played guitars in bands in my bedroom and would save up all my summer money to buy like one distortion pedal, yeah. the first time you open up like your computer to make music and you realize that there's all these amplifiers you can use and all these guitar pedals and they're, they're like little icons on your screen and you're like, I can't believe I have all this at my fingertips for the cost mm. of like one piece of software. So if you've never seen a plugin or every time we say plugin, you're like, what in God's name is a plugin? Mm. It's basically a piece of software that you download and it appears when you open your um, music recorder, your digital audio workstation, and it can make, you know, one plugin might be every guitar amplifier Jimmy Page ever made, or one plugin might be a very specific delay unit that was in a studio in LA in the 80s. Yeah, and some of them might not even be uh, recreations of real world things. Mm. They can be digital signal processing that can't be done it with hardware and you get some really interesting processes in that vein and like the other thing that's really interesting about them particularly recently is you get a lot of ones that like make it sound like you haven't recorded it on a computer so you might get something that emulates a vinyl so like a lot of the music you're hearing these days is degraded and fuzzy mm. and it sounds like it's come out of a bedroom in new york in 1987 and mm -hmm. actually it's not it's been recorded in a, a 10 grand studio in la but there's mm. all these plugins that do that and yeah they're they're hugely high tech pieces of kit and and mm. the people who make them are incredibly smart and they can be expensive right yeah they can be but they can also be there's also much more affordable options and even a lot of the expensive ones are 
drastically slashed in price at this time of year. So we're going to go through some of our favorite picks of stuff that's on sale at the moment or going to be on sale during Black Friday. Yeah. And some of you who do do this, you'll have been waiting for this moment to come where like, oh my God, Black Friday, I've been meaning to get X, Y, and Z and now's the time. Yeah. For those of you who like are thinking about getting into music or... Mm. Um, are just interested in it now is now is the time to to get involved you know people wait all year to get this one thing that's coming on black friday because it is yeah. the discounts can be insane yeah yeah i think it is a good strat to, to uh know what you're waiting for to come on sale like you don't just you don't there's no need to panic and like <laughs> buy stuff just because it's on sale like if you don't feel you need anything um then don't buy anything. And um, this is some classic I, dad at birthday chat from Bob. Yeah. Here. Well, I guess you've you know, had we fifty sh- pounds from your gran. Yeah. You don't have to spend it all don't in have one to go. Spend it all in one. Yeah. Just because something's on sale, you know. But like, I think it's also important that we should we should mention that there are plugins that come with your door as well, as as most of you will know. But I think before we before we dive into all the great stuff you can buy at this time of year, it's important to say get to get to know the stuff you might already have if you bought logic or ableton they've got some really great plugins that are packaged with the door as a lot of our guests have pointed out when they're talking about their favorite plugins they they choose ones that have come bundled with the door and there's nothing wrong with those and also it's another good time to point out that if you have kind of been thinking right i'm getting a computer this christmas and i am mm. going to start making some tunes black friday is a good time to get that door like the get the yeah. thing that you make music on most years ableton which is like one of the most intuitive music programs has like a 20 25 discount on black friday yeah they've also got a 90 day free trial at the moment on, on their most recent release as well so if you've been listening to this and thinking now is the time to start making music with all this amazing advice from all these producers we've been talking to yeah my first pick for black friday is is get yourself Ableton at a 25% discount. Hasn't actually been announced yet, but they they usually do do that around this time. Nice, keep an eye out for that. Good stuff. All right, should we dive in with some of our some of our picks? Yeah, well, I should say as well, like my or I've sort of done this podcast on the phone with Bob every year because he's sort of been my mentor coming into production from songwriting. So for the last five years or so around Black Friday, I call Bob and and we do this and I mm. say, what should I be looking at? Um, so now we're just going to record it. So yeah, Bob, what would what's caught your eye straight off the bat this this year? Well, I think I think we have to start by talking about Waves. As most of you are aware, they're kind of the, the biggest plugin company out there. They're huge. They've got an enormous range of plugins, mm. and a lot of it is very good. And you know, they've got a bit of a controversial reputation for various reasons, which we might get into. But I think because they do they do such a drastic sale at this time of year, I think we should start with them. Yeah, great packages, lots of one-off deals if you've had your eye on one thing or if you're just getting to the point where you need a lot of kind of new stuff to have fun with or work with, you can get a big package of stuff and it's already discounted. Yeah, a whole swathe of plugins are down to about $30, Mm. which is pretty cheap. One of those that I'd like to point out is Arvox, which is one of my favorite vocal plugins. It's on every vocal channel in any project I use. And it's basically a compressor, but it's just a really simple one, which does uh, some really good heavy lifting of getting the vocal signal um, nice and consistent and loud, which is what you want in in most pop records. And it's also got a gate built in, which is really handy for getting rid of like background noise and stuff. But it's just a really simple plugin to operate, uh, 62% off at the moment, down to $30. It's... I found with a lot of these um, third-party plugins, 
particularly for a lot of the production that you're doing if you're not kind of in the room with Paul McCartney is mm. they're just so simple to use you know you, yeah. you might have a compressor like that in your door but mm. this one you just kind of bang it on on your vocal strip it's yeah. not got many controls and immediately like inverted commas straight out the box yeah it's, it's just sounding good and you can work with it immediately yeah I, I completely agree you don't need to you don't need to know and we've talked a lot about compression on this podcast and how it's a bit of a mystery for for a lot of us to get our heads around you don't really need to know any of that to use it and it's a really good start to get a nice compressed lead vocal without a lot of hassle and it's a good sort of gateway into into the world of compression on the other side of that coin mm. having just sung the praises of that mm. on a slightly more advanced kind of subtle audio file level yeah there's also a big discount on the chris lord algae compressor emulators which are also yeah. a big gold star aren't they they're great we yeah we discussed these briefly in um in our episode 10 10th episode versary podcast yeah that's um, not a forced pun at all by yeah. us. yeah <laughs> and um we talked about how much we like these yeah the cla comps uh you can get them all in one package it's 88 percent off at the moment down to 70 dollars, which wow. i think is a really really good deal um and yeah, we've talked about them before, but yeah, briefly, they're, they're really, really good um, reproductions of classic compressors. The LA-2A and the 1176 are my favorites in there, but there's a few others. And um, they are sort of direct copies of like things yeah. that when you walk into a dusty, beautiful studio, yeah. there's a big rack unit on the wall and, you know, the yeah. scientists are twiddling the knobs and they're like 14 grand and there's only 80 of them in the world. They're pretty like ubiquitous in, in big studios. There's, there's various iterations of the 1176 and the and the Teletronics uh, LA-2A. And if you don't know about those compressors, it's worth looking into them. And they're, yeah, they're a good, they're a good kind of, they're a great example of like, classic uh compressors mate we're coming in quite at the library end of this because these are mm. these are maybe not like compression is quite a difficult one but yeah. i've got you've written here the apex oral exciter talk to me about that yeah that's another one that i noticed was on sale that i really really like i use it on my vocal bus so all my vocals uh come coming together in one auxiliary channel strip and it's it's kind of like um it's kind of like doing an, an eq thing but just for the high end so um it, it adds some nice, exciting treble to any sig signal that, that goes through it. And it's another plugin that's an emulation of a piece of vintage hardware. And mm. um, makes them sparkle and glitter and really pop in your ears, right? Exactly. The equivalent of using a big um, high end EQ shelf, but just uh, hopefully the results a lot nicer than that. And um, yeah, I really like that one. Um, I guess w while we're on waves, it's important to like, th there's some pretty crazy numbers that we've already thrown around, like in terms of the discounts, but they are always doing these sales. So I think like the actual RRP of these plugins is slightly inflated and with waves, you should never be paying full whack for them because basically they've got the Black Friday sale on for the whole of November, various plugins cycling in and out. And they do this a few times around the year as well. It's not just this time of year for waves. So yeah. And if, if like, a lot of struggling musicians, you haven't got thruppence to throw against a wall. Yeah. If you go and register with Waves at the moment, there is a free plugin that they're releasing on Black Friday. Yeah, they um, haven't they haven't revealed what that is yet, but that's that's no, quite you, exciting. You might know by now, but um, mm. yeah, there and there's always a few, one or two really good free things that they they usually chuck out on and off. So, um, big up for Waves. You have got a slight um, misgive, not misgiving because we love them, but just something to be aware of. I, I think they're really good plugins, but yeah, it's important to note that they have this thing called the Waves Update Plan, which basically when you buy the plugin, if they update the software, which they tend to do about once a year, you get free updates um, for two years. 
but then after that you have to pay for something called the waves update plan which i think is a little bit of a scam and um i've i've never done it i've it's it's often just cheaper to like wait for the plugin to come on sale again and buy it again um but i think you kind of have to factor that in like when these prices look really really attractive i i almost feel like there's there's a couple there's there might be a couple of years shelf life and then you've still got the plugin but then you can't upgrade it anymore and that might be fine if you're not upgrading your your door or your laptop either you can go on using it forever but eventually the older software becomes obsolete so maybe after five or six years you might find you can't use the plugin anymore without purchasing this update plan which is sort of a percentage of the of the rrp anyway i i don't know the ins and outs of it but that I, I think is literally it's... the sound of our waves endorsement going out the door there yeah so <laughs> thanks for that Bob. Uh, yeah we we yeah i mean we we are not affiliated with waves but uh so we can be honest about things like this but we do have a little affiliate link if you want to buy any wave stuff it would help us out if you use this uh, the link that we'll put in the show notes today so if yeah if any of that's tickled your fancy mm. um have a click on that um i want to talk us about a slightly like vibe i feel like the waves ones are quite pro there's some yeah. vibey stuff but it's yeah. quite like pro let's go vibey for someone like myself, who's maybe a bit more at the like kind of writing or creation level where you're just kind of wanting to have fun with audio and you're maybe not thinking about mixing or mastering EQ, yeah, or compression yeah. and EQ, mm. I think the big one, and, and if I was just getting into music production and wanting to have some fun with it, this is the bundle I would get. Mm -hmm. And it was the first bundle I bought and I waited till Black Friday to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's the Sound Toys collection. I think they call it Sound Toys 5 now. Yeah. Um, You've probably had a lot of our guests talk about it. The, the big one being Echo Boy, which they... Everyone's favourite delay was Echo everyone's Boy. chosen. Mm -hmm. um, but they're just such fun and they, they just kind of do things that you, you want to happen and they sort of like... Yeah. They sort of take what your brain would want and go, would you like to do this? Well, here's a couple of knobs that can do it. Yeah. Um, and they make it really fun to do, right? The sound toys do such a good job of kind of making the plugin look like uh, a vintage piece of hardware that you might kind of know and love and feel like that. But it it kind of takes, it, it's not in thrall to kind of how an old piece of hardware actually works. It just makes mm. it really, really intuitive and fun to use. So there's the Echo Boy, there's the Decapitator, which is kind of a distortion and saturation plugin. Super easy to use. And it's just got big knobs and you hit a button and you yeah. turn the knob and just sounds yeah. rocking. Exactly. The results are like evident immediately. You don't need to, there's no like, hang on, why am I supposed to be hearing something? It, it's just like, oh, right, this makes it sound better. This is yes. cool. And uh, if you want to dig in, there's always like loads of tweakability, but the main interface is, is really easy to use and fun to use. And a couple of things that I've always really enjoyed with them, like they, they've got a thing called Alter Boy and that like formants the vocals and pitches the vocals and you're, you're hearing that all over like trap records. But I mean, you even hear it in rock records now, but yep. like that's sort of like a sound toys um, yeah. USP. But another one I love is like super dull in a weird way, but like there's a, there's a plugin in Sound Toys 5 called Pan Man. Oh, yeah. Just, you just use it to pan your audio signal, but it just really gives you real depth in your music. Yeah, it adds some movement to the panning, like a really easy way to do like auto panning, stuff fluttering between the speakers, or it can be really slow or really fast, or it can be triggered by an external signal. Really yeah, creative. Really fun. So, yeah, my, my sort of gold star here is... Um, if you're sitting at home going, I'm making music, I've got Ableton, I've got Logic, but I want to mm. go a bit further, $230, you're 
get yourself a little Christmas present, 55% discount, Sound Toys 5. Big thumbs yeah, up. I think I, I really, yeah, I completely agree. That's the first place you should start if, if, you're, if you're getting third-party plugins. And unlike Waves, this won't be on sale any other time of the year. So mm. now's the time to take the plunge if, if yeah, you're thinking definitely. about it. Staying on the kind of more fun creative side, we should talk about Native Instruments maybe. Mm. Um, definitely. Because uh, Native Instruments are probably like the biggest... As well as doing hardware, they do a lot of software, and they're they're kind of the biggest company for doing virtual synths and samplers and basically like lots of virtual instruments. Rather, these that we've talked about are kind of affecting your signal. These are mm. things that actually make a sound, so synthesizers yeah. and samplers and so on. And they've got an absolutely enormous library of stuff. And um, this is something that I bought last year. I went for the uh, the complete bundle, which includes loads and loads and loads of stuff um, of of the likes we just described. And it's one of these things that, in its own, it's a studio. It's, yeah, it's like walking into a studio with a Rhodes and a string section and a mm. drum kit and every bit of synthesis you've ever wanted and some sampled sounds and a drawer that if you opened it, there's like a thousand CDs that you could load in and into a soft synthesizer and play the samples and you've got a toy box and you've got yeah. a zither and you've got anything you could imagine i mean it's an insane world i mean yeah. for me i've not really entered this world but it's a whole world of synthesis and instrumentation that quite rightly is usually very expensive yeah and at this and time of year it's just moderately expensive yeah they're not crazy discounts it's about half price from what it usually is so it's a good discount and um mm. If basically, if you're in a place where you're you're feeling a bit kind of uninspired with maybe the instruments you have uh, in your studio or in your door, and you want to just try a few other things, and that's where I was last year. Uh, I got this, and there's just so much stuff, and you can have a play with everything. Like, there's going to be hits and misses because you know this this bundle, which is about 500 quid at the moment, it's got dozens of of samplers and sample packs and instruments and stuff but there, there were sort of five or six things that have really become go-tos for me and i think that's worth the price of admission things like um the nils from piano noir mm. like there's loads of piano samplers if, if he's still looking for a good piano you'll definitely find one in here and then there's a kind of a series of sort of hybrid samplers and virtual synths there's one called cloud supply hybrid keys analog dreams and they've got a really nice interface where they kind of the, each preset has like two sounds and you can blend between them and tweak them a little bit and you can go under the hood if you like but it's really just like out the box hundreds of amazing sounds and it's quite inspiring for someone who's feeling a bit uninspired and the thing with native instruments is almost like with sound toys we're sort of saying like if this is your first collection of plugins that's a really good point native instruments probably come slightly further down the line doesn't it i think yeah when you're looking to expand your instrument arsenal that's kind of mm. more where you should be looking and uh or that might be more your first port of call if, if you're just looking to write and and design sounds i think they're a really good spot and um, they do a lot of good hardware as well so the, the machine which is kind of an mpc style thing and then they do keyboards uh, and various other bits and they often come with a lot of this software so that's worth looking at as well if you're looking for a new midi controller or or some sort of interface. yeah they're really good at implementing stuff with controllers that mm. they make and and i really like that because kind of coming from that world where i did have a delay pedal that i turned a knob and stuff you plug you plug in the native instruments thing you've got complete up and and you turn the knobs and the delay changes the reverb grows and the yeah. release you know it's almost like having a synthesizer on your lap that that talks to your computer exactly what i find with the native instrument stuff which maybe won't be for everyone is that the presets are amazing 
uh, but it's a little bit more difficult to kind of reverse engineer and find out how these sounds are built. Now, mm. for some people, that's not a big deal. But for, for me, I quite like to kind of, as I'm working with a sound, like really understand how it's how it came to be and, and what's making it be sound the way it is. And I think that's a good way to learn. And there's also maybe a little bit of a stigma that I have about just loading up, firing up a preset and using it, which I'm mm. trying to get over. Like, what do you what do you reckon? I've sort of come full circle on this as someone who sort of didn't understand synthesis that well and kind of put a lot of time in trying to learn it and, and mm. still haven't reached a level where I fully learn it. Mm. I've sort of gone a bit like George Harrison when he played the sitar and he did it for <laughs> 10 years and then he went, I'm never going to master this because I spent 30 years playing guitar. Yeah. I've sort of gone... I, it's good to learn and learning is fun. Yeah. If I'm in a room or I'm in a session or I'm working on a song and I pull up a preset and it works great and I move a, one of the knobs a little bit and it still sounds great. If it helps me emote, if it helps me make the sound, song work, I'm kind of cool with it. And I'm actually moving more towards stuff that's just going to sound like that. Yeah. Rather than looking at this thing and going, I know this is amazing if I could figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you, when you open up like a, a plug-in synthesizer and it's it's kind of the default it's just a sine wave yeah and right it's like okay and it's just going beep boop yeah. boop and, and you're like oh i sound okay. like a total pill how do i turn this into a good and some for some people that's fun and it's a good part of the learning process and i like it but i also kind of like you i've come back to the point of like if i can just open up say um Native Instruments has got this great um, plugin called uh, Lo-Fi Glow that that I use loads, and like I find it quite hard to tweak. But all the presets are really yeah. sick for like kind of paddy things or like kind of trappy, hazy stuff in the background, and just who cares? Like I've actually found that that kind of the reason I buy these plugins now is because I want access to those just really easy, fun th sounding things. Yeah. Because some of the built-in stuff you maybe need to learn a bit more, maybe a bit of hardware, you, you're going to want to learn it because mm. it's fun to have it. And it's just fun to play with things. Mm -hmm. But like, if I'm going to spend a bit of money, a bit of scratch on a plugin, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I sort of want those presets and I want to enjoy them. And, and so much of what you hear and so many of the artists I work with, if they bring in little projects, they'll just be a great pad sound. I'm like, how'd yeah. you get that? Like, I don't know. I opened this plug and it sounded like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, then, they've disconnected their brain. They're not trying to question whether they're just like, sounded great. So I yeah. put it and in. And even if you do use uh, like a default preset, it, it, depending on the context in the song and the production around it and the mix, it's going to end up sounding unique, isn't it? And no one's going to hear it yes. and be like, oh, I can't believe they just used the default you yeah. know, so many so many hits in the eighties and nineties use the default patches on on their hardware synths, and yeah, it's the same. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm I'm yeah. firmly the opinion it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, right. Yeah, Good I was chat, in the session. You know. I was in the session yesterday and um, worked on a couple of tunes. And the first one, like we wrote, we wrote a really nice chord sequence. Found some nice sounds on the synthesizer. Next mm. tune we worked in was literally four samples. Right, we ha that we just married up, made sound nice, bit of pitch shifting, bit of beat matching, sounded great. Let's start writing a song. Let's go. Who Amazing. Cares? Yeah, it's important to take the kind of ego and kind of using the easy wins. Basically, take the easy wins. Take the easy wins. Take what mm. the defense gives you. Yeah, exactly. You've also you've chosen a couple of nice ones here that I'm actually quite interested in because I, you know, I said I like the ones that are kind of fun and everything, but I am getting to the point now. Um, where I'm building my master chain, I'm, I'm thinking about how I deliver demos at a slightly higher level. And um, these are some plugins that Kelly Hibbert in our mastering episode yeah. kind of touched on, talked about a little bit. And they're the uh, Oxford Inflator and the Oxford Limiter. 
Yeah, this is this is my number one pick for. Whoa! Uh, I need a sound effect. Yeah, we'll we'll find something. This is we'll my number one in. pick for a Black Friday plug-in discounted, specifically the Sonics Oxford Inflator. Yeah, I'm I'm all over. That's my Christmas present to myself right there. That's down to thirty-five quid, and it never goes on. Well, rarely goes. They're on usually sale. quite. Yeah, they're very rarely on sale, and they're not the cheapest. No, they're expensive for, for like tools. a single-use tool. Yeah. So. Um, the Oxford Inflator, now this is where I'm going to show my ignorance because it's, it's, if you want to understand exactly what it does, it's worth not listening to me and going to the Sonics <laughs> website where there's a really, um, really, really good explanation. But basically, it kind of maximizes the perceived volume of a signal, brings up subtleties in the dynamics um, and... In makes, a really sympathetic way. Yeah, like makes really the whole subtle thing way. seem louder and it's light compression, but not. And, and I read a really good, um, a really good description of the plugin, which we can post a link to. And it, and it says like comparisons to EQ and compression just fall down because it does it in a very non-destructive way. And yeah. basically, to, to to cut to the chase, what I use the inflator floor is is on my master bus, and just bringing up the perceived loudness of the mix in a really nice way that doesn't completely destroy the dynamics of the mix. And this was uh, shown to me ages ago by um, a mixer called Miko Gordon, who worked with me on a lot of uh, the stuff in my band. And this was on his on his two bus, and it probably joined my master bus in 2014 when he showed it to me, and it's not left since. Just uh, to sort of dive in there, Bob, because I know a lot of people know what you're talking about, but for some of us, yeah. it's kind of halfway there. The master bus, if we've not touched on this before, it's like yeah. you've made a tune, you've mixed it, you've got the vocals and everything sounding great, and you just want to... It's the last thing you do before you put it on a CD or put it on Spotify or put it on SoundCloud is yeah. you put it through your master bus and it just... Or it just even, has that final sheen and, and really makes it pop ready to go. Yeah, or or even earlier in the process than mm, that, it's, mm. it's, it's worth thinking about because so even if you're not a masterer, which which I'm not, you, you're going to be bouncing demos to listen back to or to send to your bandmates or your friends or whoever it is mm. to listen to. And yeah, the master bus is the, the kind of output you know, it's called the stereo out on Logic or, or whatever, the, the the channel strip that everything goes through and you can adjust the master volume there. Now, it's it's a really important place to do a bit more processing to get to get your to get your song sounding right. And one of the big things that we've kind of touched on before, especially in that Kelly Hibbert episode, is is loudness and it's And too much loudness can destroy all these really nice choices you've made about yeah. like the vocal coming up and down or like yeah. the the breadth of the EQ on the synth and like a, you bang a cheap mm. limiter and like bang the volume up and it's like, oh God, that's really tiring. I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. There's something it's, like the Oxford inflator, it's just pulling it up in the right places and touching it here and there and, and putting it in a nice shape. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a thorny area to get our heads around as 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 we've discussed, but like I use I started using this plugin way before I really understood anything about mastering because it's a really easy way and to some extent kind of idiot proof way of getting the mix sounding a lot louder without ruining it. And um, Bob, quick question. Yeah. See if you can do this. Yeah. What phrase is used to describe the plugin? Two words, you get one guess. It uh, provides the where is this uh, on in the is this in, in the, the plugin sales? description? Uh, it yeah, provides the. What does uh, it do? The, it's just a little bit of uh, mix glue. Uh, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. It's a little bit of sonic glue. Sonic glue. Uh, we love okay. sonic glue. We love mix glue. 
I mean, it, but it, it does. But it, it actually totally, does. It totally yeah. does that. And and all the the Oxford Limiter is on is on sale as well. The Sonics Oxford Limiter, which so my master bus. The last two plugins are the inflator to bring the signal up and make it feel louder, and then the limiter to do that final bit of limiting. Now, interesting. When I was researching this uh, for this episode, I was looking into the to the plugin more, and there's actually some advice that says you should do it the other way around. And this is really geeky. Ah, do wow. the limiter and then the inflator after because um, there's some level of limiting also going on in the inflator. But this is kind of beyond my ken, as you say. So if yeah. there are any like proper nerds out there listening who want to chat and explain this to me and talk about the pros and cons of inflator before or after the limited stage, I'd, I'm, I'm all ears, so get in touch. And but. for those of you who are longing for us to be interviewing someone so that they don't have to listen to yeah. us talk about the Oxford inflator limiter yeah. mix bus, that also works. Well, that's coming back. Yeah. That was some uber geekery. I was loving that. Yeah, good stuff. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move swiftly on. Um, um, little voice note explaining that from, from someone much more techie than us would be much appreciated. Pop us an email at... Yeah. process of production podcast at gmail.com yeah another thing that i find quite useful at black friday is i um i normally buy one or two things now i'm kind of quite happy with my setup and i just i just add little bits and kind of over four or five years i've sort of got to a point where i'm like i don't need to be at the cutting edge but i have what works but i often find as i'm kind of digging through black friday for fun because it's nice to look through the shelves and see what what clothes you could wear i always find all the free plugins that have yeah. kind of been going all year and I just you know I'm not always buying plugins so I don't really look at it and I love a free plugin Bob because mm. it's just fun it's like a, it's a like a little yeah. free present and some of them can really do stuff that you you'd be happy to buy something for um and Isotope have some great bundles this uh, Black Friday and they're they're well worth looking into they have some really fun plugins and their bundles are quite good yeah. but I want to give a big shout out to them for their free plugins and particularly their vinyl um, emulator. Oh, yeah. Is that still free? Yeah, it's still free. Amazing. Um, and it's a great one. And I was sort of looking for a plugin that did this. And there's some really nice kind of expensive ones. Is it the RC20? Um, oh, yeah. By XLN Audio does this really well. And But that's like an £85 plugin. And, um, and I'm a fan of that as well. Yeah. But the vinyl one, the Isotope vinyl does a lot of the stuff that does. And it's free and it looks great. And... Um, Big shout out to Isotope for that mm. vinyl plugin. If you if you make music in any way and you don't have this, isotope.com, find the free ones. Um, they've got a really great vocal doubler there as well. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe you'll, you'll also dive into some of their bundles for Black Friday too. Yeah, it's fun, that vinyl plugin. You can you can add a bit of like vinyl crackle and noise if that's what you want, but it's also good for just kind of tonal shaping. I often do it on on BVs. Nice. On, uh, on Ruby Duff, we do this on pretty much every track, like just make the BV sound a bit more retro, kind of. You can, mm. there's a little year selector, isn't there? You can make it sound all the way yes. back to like the 1930s when it was like a 78 uh, RPM disc. Big, thick rack of vinyl, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's just kind of good for like easy tonal shaping to get these BVs sounding like they're on a 50s golden age of Hollywood movie or something, which is mm. kind of Ruby Duff's aesthetic. Um, and another thing that we've been doing, which you just peeped me to as well, mm. um, on free bundles is the Spitfire audio stuff. Oh, mate, yeah. Um, that is really, really good window into the world of orchestral sampling. Um, the, the Spitfire B2 
BBC Orchestra is is free to anyone who fills out a fairly short questionnaire. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Like, the, yeah, totally. The plugins are really, really nice design, and the sounds are incredible. And it's it's only got simple articulations, but for most of us, we only want you know sustained and staccato strings, and you know it's got plenty of other bits. But and this the Spitfire Labs collection, it's all their free stuff. Yeah, and it's really if you're an artist or if you like writing songs or making music, and you're slightly more into that world than maybe the the techie world it's so fun it's so creative they're beautifully designed they all come with like their own artwork they're so fun to use they sound great out the box like we were talking earlier like soft synths that just sound great out the box obviously if you've got budget i i, I want you to give your money to spitfire audio because they make all this lovely free stuff that i've used and i feel a bit bad about that i've never bought much off them but i, I think the bbc orchestra the, the spitfire lab stuff labs is really great. lovely stuff labs has got some really cool experimental stuff it's it's really out there and i think it's it's a good idea from spitfire because you know if i ever really want to go deep on some orchestral samples like they're going to be my first stop because i know how good this the free stuff is I'm starting to like feel like if I was sat at home and I'd never done this before, I'd be I'd be waiting till Black Black Friday came. Mm. I'd be getting my Ableton. I'd I'd be grabbing a couple of Waves compressors, mm. downloading my free Isotope, my free uh, Spitfire audio stuff. Mm. I'd maybe splash out on a Sound Toys uh, pack, yep. stick it through my Oxford inflator, and I mean that took me three years to get to. And if you've got five or six hundred quid saved, that's not. Small amount of money, but yeah. you could just be ready to make some incredible music with all this stuff. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that's that's all you need to, to really get going. And, it, and it's easy to think. It's easy to think. Oh, I just need one more plugin and just more. Like, but like that'll set you up for a long time without having mm. to kind of look elsewhere. In my opinion. Oh, uh, we should mention SoftTube because they're another really good developer who don't doesn't often do sales in fact they, i think they only tend to do them around this time of year and they're doing a thing where every couple of days it's new plugins that go on sale and they're going to be about 50 percent off from what i can gather so um, they're worth looking at really some of the best hardware recreations out there really really good stuff we're actually going to stick something on the, on the instagram with some of the black friday stuff that we get after this episode and we'd love you to share with us what you what you've leaned into what you've taken a gamble into or if there was any inspiration on this episode um how you get on with with what you have purchased yeah um we would really love to hear from you so we'll, we will post that on the instagram yep great that's i guess that's our first mini pod yep. bod, uh, mini pod bod mini pod bob <laughs> and um <laughs> I know for some of you, that's maybe not uh, not something that's in your wheelhouse. For others of you, you're probably like, I just wish they talked about plugins every episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we will be back to our usual interviewing of wonderful producers next week. We've got four or five people. We're lining up a few more in-person interviews, which we're really, really excited to get into. So um, we hope you're all having a lovely, uh, cold, crisp beginning to this winter. And yep. we will be back to normal service in two weeks' time. Yeah, it's been lovely talking plugins, but I can't wait to get back into some real-world production stuff. Maybe so. back into some real-world studios. Oh, yeah, that's not, on the cards. Not real-world studios, though, if they want to invite us over. That'd be Peter nice. Gabriel Studio in the West Country, but into some real-life studios. That would be really nice. That'd be very nice. All right, thanks for listening, guys, and see you next time. See you next time. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to The Process of Production this week. If you enjoyed it, please give us a follow and maybe even a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. It really helps. And please get in touch if you have any thoughts on the show, questions you'd like answered, or producers you'd like to see featured. We'd love to hear from you. Our Instagram is at Process of Production 
and our email is processofproductionpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>